Well, actually, uh, welcome to Pepe Sanchez. Pepe doesn't know about this. We're, we're already going here, so I just hit record. I'm here with Eric Garcia Gunderson, a uh, longtime veteran, grizzled vet of the basketball content world on all sides, Thank I would you. say. Sometimes, sometimes uh, journalism, sometimes uh, copywriting. How long have you been doing some kind of uh, basketball coverage? Like a decade? I, yeah, yeah. Like Definitely like a decade. I mean, like, if we want to count when I was doing it in college, like, we could probably count that, too. Yeah. So it's, like, probably, like like 12 13 years at this point but uh yeah first job first like real job i was an intern for the blazers that's right i forgot about that i was an intern for the blazers i was still living in salem that's right uh but uh that was dame's rookie year whoa whoa so, so 11 with dame yeah so 11 years actually doing it wow jesus christ man and dude had, it's so crazy one of the one of the things you did that i always thought was interesting was also did something LeBron wire for a while. Yes. And that just seemed like one of the most insane, mentally unhealthy jobs that a person could have in sports media. Yeah, Because describe LeBron wire for people. It was like USA Today, right? Did yeah. They, did they still do it? Yeah, they still do it. But now it was funny. The other day I saw uh, that they had a, they're having a real job. Like, not a blogger job. They have like a no. real blogger. They're looking right. for a Taylor Swift Oh, right, a Swift, but it's not Swift Wire. It's gonna be like under like the Tennessee, the Nashville like newspaper or whatever it is. Oh, okay. But I'm saying like I was like, yeah, oh my gosh, like that's but but thing. I just remember that's like the same thing because it is like like it's mentally taxing. You never are off. You're on call. You're on call all the time for like nonsense, like anything. Like LeBron was seen working out in a gym in Maine. It's like uh oh, if- Eric. You gotta post this. If I was still running LeBron Wire, I would have my computer on me right now while we're recording this. LeBron just posted a, a Taco Tuesday. Like, <laughs> okay, low key though. <laughs> low key, the best thing. Uh, I don't know if do you watch guys grocery games ever? No. Okay, well, it is. Uh, it is. Guys, it's guy, Fieri. guy Fieri has a game show. That's okay. like it's like a ripoff of Iron Chef. Oh wow! But they okay. do it in a grocery store, and there's like these weird games, and there was this dude. His name was Carl Ruiz, and he was, like, Guy's best friend. Rest in peace, Carl Ruiz. He passed away. But bef- before he died, so, so we would, we would like, talk on – he would interact with my post about Taco Tuesday. Oh, really? And he would be, like, try to, like, make fun of LeBron, like, Taco Tuesday. And he would, like, always respond to my Taco Tuesday content. <laughs> Taco and, and, Tuesday and, and, content. And, then, and then he passed away, like, during COVID. So oh, RIP to the God. But, like, he's on, he lives eternally in Guy's grocery game. In guys' grocery cakes. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow, that was, that's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> the, the places you go doing a weird media job, and the people who respond to it. That's just, it's this very, is, yeah. It's very strange who who like who who feels it and who reaches out. I still have a a friend when I my first basket blog way back when when it was just starting. And so I would talk a lot about Pettery Kopanen because it was when the Blazers drafted him in the first round. And it was like, you know, it was an out-of-nowhere pick. He came in for a workout. Paul Allen, another RIP. Uh-huh. He apparently just loved Pettery Kopanen. So they drafted him in the first round. It was like he was not like a mock draft guy. And uh, obviously he never came over right. to, <laughs> to the NBA. But Honestly, I, that rules, though. <laughs> like, that just makes me like Paul a little he, bit. Like, being a first-round draft pick never comes is pretty tight, too. <laughs> like, who was the Franz Vasquez? He was another one. He was, like, a lottery pick. Uh-huh. And he was just like, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and Pedri was, like, the same. I, but anyway, so I would write about Pedri a lot because it was so weird that they drafted him and nobody knew anything about him. And then, like, this Finnish uh, sports writer found it because he's Googling for Pedri Copen and there's not much American coverage of him. So we kind of became uh, like friends online, and we still talk. I talked to him yesterday, and now he's a, he's in Finland still. He's uh, he's a best-selling author in Finland. He's the uh, he's the media guy for their national team. So he goes with the national team on all the FIBA games. He's like goes around the world with the team to like, uh-huh. to, like he's like the Casey Holdall of Finnish basketball. And he's like, and now he's like the Lowry guy. Yeah, he's like the Lowry guy about now. I gotta yeah, imagine. Yeah, yeah, he wrote and he wrote one book on like Copenhagen. Oh, <laughs> you know, he like writes about the the team and stuff all the time. And yeah, like 
just from blogging, man. That's amazing, dude. It's that's weird. that's the be- yeah the connections you really make. It's like just from loving your favorite things online. Yeah, it's like it's really it's amazing. It is, and I plan to meet him going to the Euro. I plan to go to Eurobasket in 2025, and he's like, I'll be there. I'm like, let's do it, dude. Where I'll is see you in Tallinn? Where in is Tallinn, it? Estonia. Estonia. It's in Estonia. Yeah, wow, yeah. that'd be badass, dude. Be fun. Um, Okay, but I brought you here today, Eric, because you've you've been. We're uh, staying on the continent. Staying, we're staying on the continent here. Uh, yeah, that was a good lead-in because you got you 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 got me into I would say Euro League basketball. You planted the seed, and now I'm hooked. Um, it really is a game changer that ESPN carries these games. Oh my god! And that they're uh, on demand. So you can watch. So I watch them Saturday mornings. My wife is at work. I wake up and I watch three Euro League basketball games. Oh my gosh. And uh, there, it's like I'm so into it. It's so weird. It's weird. It's fun. It's like there's all this drama. It's like this whole world that I just discovered of basketball. It's different, but it's the same. The announcers, I feel like, add something to it. There, there's one announcer for each game, not just one. It's one guy who's got to carry the whole thing. Right. And, uh, yeah, they're, they all have their own personality. Like, I like the British guy. He gets kind of, like, poetic. And there's, like, I don't even know who their names are. But, like, I'm like, oh, it's, it's like, one of three or four different guys. Yeah, they don't even share. They don't even They're not show, on camera. They, and they, they don't, don't show. Inter- they, they don't introduce yeah, themselves. They don't show their name ever on a, chi- <laughs> on a Chiron. It doesn't um, cap it. Like, uh-uh. Um, so, I wanted. So, you're the only person, really. I'm, I'm starting to. Uh get other people into it now mm-hmm. especially as like the early season NBA to me it's usually not I mean it's fun to see the, the big trades and the rookies yes. but there, there's not a lot I'm interested in early I mean you'll see like players like Scoop Victor and then like you know the Dame on the Bucks it's like yeah. I'll, so I'll check in for that kind of stuff but it doesn't really get interesting Porzingis I feel Porzingis. like I'm like interested in that yeah like, until like really my NBA season officially kicks off like all-star weekend Kinda yeah, like, that's when I'm like, okay, we're going to the, pl- we're getting ready for the playoffs. You know, we saw the Taco Bell skills challenge. We're ready to go. I had a grande meal. <laughs> like <every> year. <laughs> I had a BB five layer. I was disappointed in the dunk contest. Now it's time to lock in, right? <laughs> Always, yeah. You just, you just replayed every All Star Weekend for, 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 for me for sure. But yeah, I watch it, and I'm gonna always watch it too. Yeah, I don't watch the game anymore. I like All Star Saturday. Or was it? Friday? I love the celebrity yeah. game, honestly. I love the celebrity game. Uh, I like. I even like the. I love the um, skills challenge. Is actually my favorite. It's 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 honestly the, it's become the that and the three point shootout have become shootout. have become the two best competitions. That and like to me the dunk con. I mean I don't need to get into this. The dunk contest has the highest ceiling and the lowest floor. For sure. For so sure. So every year, like it'll be like three bad ones in a row. And people are like, oh, this the dunk contest is dead, and then some like a Zach Levine or somebody comes out. Yeah. And it's like a Mac McClung. Yeah, I mean, I mean those those three years or whatever that it was like Aaron Gordon versus Zach Levine. It was crazy. Like it was a great era. Of dunk those were amazing dunk contests. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm glad you were talking here because I'm glad you're getting into the Euro League too. Because like I got into it because like at a ter- certain time like during COVID I had Thursdays oh, yeah. off. Oh, and they play Thursday. And Friday. they play Thursday, Friday. Yeah. And so I would start because I was like, "There's no live hoop on except for the Euro League," and like, and so I started watching it. And like, this was when like Miritich was still on Barcelona, and like Barcelona was like really, really good. And FS was really. This is the year Micic won MVP. Or no, this is the year before. Uh, but that was when I started watching it. Yeah. And like, and then I like subscribed to Euro League TV, which is it, dude. It's expensive to express like Euro League TV was like seventeen bucks a month. Jesus. Dude, it was crazy, bro. It was more expensive than HBO Max. It was more expensive than Netflix. Yeah, but it was, but I just, it was so much fun. And it was like, also, I loved betting on it because I felt like I had an edge a little bit that, like, I was watching these games and it was just like, and I don't think a lot of other people are. So, okay, so that's another interesting thing is you bet on Euro League games. So when you're betting on these games, it's, you're doing it in an American sports book. Right? Correct. So theoretically, you could be paying more attention than. Just people, other people who are betting on Euroleague are probably like, there's some people like you, and there's some people who are just degenerates who will bet on, who bet on every single thing. Exactly. And so you're thinking you can get a little, a, a leg up on the, the second camp of like guys who don't really know what's happening. They just see a line and they want money and they, they're, they're, they have a, they have a problem. Their wife left them. Their kids won't talk to them anymore. Right. And they see, they see, uh, 
they see Virtus. They see a good line on Virtus versus Basconia, and they just can't resist it. Exactly. They they see they see that big line, and they're just like, okay. Whereas like, if you're watching it, like, yep. like there's no way Asvel could be that bad. Well, like, well, exactly. And that and dude, you're week one right here. I mean, uh, Red Star at home was like nine and a half against Asvel, and I was like. One thing I, I remember, I lost a bet early in my day, and Red Star sucked that year, but they covered at home, or they won actually, and it was just like, dude, their home court, and that's what's so badass about the EuroLeague is like home, home court, court advantage. It's massive. It's and huge, it, and you gotta think like these teams like on away game. It's not like oh, we're we're going to. Uh, Oklahoma City to play. It's like no, you're going to a different country. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, dude, like, I mean, like it's you're it's, going from you're going from Spain to Serbia to play this game to Lithuania. Yeah, to and and, and you know and Russia was Russian team. Russia was part of the league, yeah. and, and Israel and Israel is also part of the league. And yeah. like those teams are temporarily out right now. Right. And it's like, but that's how wide the Euro League goes. Yeah. And now they're talking about adding a team in Dubai. Yeah, that's gonna happen. Yeah, oh, for that. sure. The money, the money yeah, is absolutely gonna, gonna happen. Turn that tab on. Oh yeah. Turn that money tab. Get that. Get that Saudi money. Oh, exactly, dude. Yeah. You, you know it. And it's, but it, it's a great, it's a very skilled, highly skilled league. Like, yeah. It's really high quality basketball, and I just think like, I feel like coaches have more of an impact in the Euro League. It is a coaches. It's so a coaches. So let's talk about yeah some of the like the differences. I think I had to unfollow some Euroleague uh, accounts that I was following because they hype up too much that like this is actually the best league in the world. Like they they do that like that's like a trolley thing. Oh yeah. And first of all, it's it's not at all. It's no no. Like it's not on the same level of the NBA, but it's very good. It's a very good league. It's the it's the outside of the NBA. It's the best basketball that you can watch, and it's different. It's way different. So if you have a different taste. Like, it's by design. And I used to think, like, oh, because they're all less athletic. But it's, like, maybe. But some of it, too, is, like, by design. Like, the court is smaller. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. So they're more jammed in. Yeah. Uh, the the officiating is not as tilted towards the offense as the NBA. Correct. So there's you have less space, and you have – they allow more physicality on defense. Yeah. You're... So, like, games are in the 80s. Mm-hmm. But... So that's another thing that's good for betting is, like, if you see a big line and you're like, well – a lot of these games are like 85 to 78 right? yeah and in the NBA it's like 120 to like you know whatever so it's like uh, I don't know if there can be a blowout it's hard even like get teams getting blown out in EuroLeague and they lose by 8 yeah because there's fewer possessions and then it becomes more of a half court thing everything is like a half court there's very little fast breaking it's hard, like well, the euro the, and the euro foul, which they rule, uh, they outlawed in the NBA, yes. so to that, stop the break. to stop the break. That that's massively in use. Like yeah, everybody I, uses that. If you get loose, a guy gets loose, they guy grab him immediately. Yeah, it's just like done, and it's just like, it, and it's like, so <laughs> they but should change. They that. should they should change that. I think it's a whack rule. I think it would make the game more fun. But I will say the things that I do like about it that you're talking about is yeah. the physical defense. Yeah. Like you're entitled to physical space as the defender in the EuroLeague. And it's like And you can you can move you can um use your body. You can't grab. Grabbing is a foul. Yes. Slapping is a foul. But if you're like bodying somebody, that's not a foul. No, it's not a foul. Anywhere on the court. Perimeter especially I mean the, the rebounds the bigs are getting Oh my god. Who was it? I just saw a guy. It looks like a WWE style just gushing blood. Oh my god! Who was it? Was, was it? Was, was, it, Mir- was it? Was it Miritich? Yeah, I think it might. No, it was no, you're good. No, you're good. You're good. Gucci. You're good. Hey, hey, it's all good. We we love it. It's part. It's all part of it. <laughs> wow, the, that we're sucks. The, we're at the chilling field where, where there's some NFL games going on. Yeah, the 49ers just lost. That's a bit. That's a big deal to a lot of people, probably. <laughs> a lot of people. Yeah. Big reaction. Chillin' Phil's in uh, North Portland is becoming the unofficial Pepe Sanchez recording. This is where I met with Mike last week up here in North Portland. Yeah. So, so what we do? No. Miss a field goal? Well, yeah, they, the, the Niners missed a field goal there. Uh, <laughs> All right. In Cleveland. But anyway. In Cleveland. Yeah. Um, where were you? I just came out here screaming, fuck. And yeah, I like, no, yeah we were thought. talking about the defense and how the bigs. We're talking about Euro we were, t- we, were talking, we were talking about the bigs in the Euro League. Oh, and the physicality. Yeah. And like, um. I will say too, like if you're like Tia Dosic, oh you yeah, can see, he's a wizard over there because it's like if you're a, someone who can crack like a half court 
it's like a little puzzle every time. Mm-hmm. Defenses are locked in, lo- like set plays. You know, and it's, it's like, a chess match. Yeah, it's much, and it's the coaches, like you say, have much more influence. I describe it to a friend. I'm getting into it who loves college basketball, and I'm like, this, Euroleague is like an old school college coach's wet dream. <laughs> Because the coaches get to they they abuse the players. Oh my and god! They, and they do weird weird decisions. Like I was watching uh, the big Lithuanian teams, Al Greece. Yeah. Brady Manic is on their team, Ugh. who is their best player. He plays 15 minutes a game off the bench, and they put him in. He played like nine minutes in the fourth quarter and just won them the game. But he's like never gonna start. Because the coach has his kooky ideas about like how he uses him, uh-huh. so like the best, play, and he's like, empowered because it's the coach's league. Like they, they mess with their lineups all the time. Some games I'm like, you'll recognize a guy like uh, Kaminsky, yes, like Frank Kaminsky. I'm like, why isn't he playing? Yeah, and he's and just like, on the bench. Yeah, the coach doesn't feel like playing him tonight. Like he'll play 20 minutes tomorrow or next week, but he's playing zero minutes tonight. Yeah, and he's there. It's just more about the coaches are like, it is more of a. Uh, like, I heard someone a long time ago said college basketball is, like, the coaches are, like, auteur directors, you know? Like, they all have their style. It's more about them controlling what's happening. And I think EuroLeague has that same vibe. Oh, I mean, like, the the uh, the new Panathinaikos coach, yeah. um, Ergen, Ergen Ataman, uh, uh, he has been very romanticized by these, these EuroLeague basketball accounts for holding... A seven-hour practice. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he is just like, he's come in with all these expectations for Panathinaikos, and it's like, look, Panathinaikos, they spent a lot of money. They got yeah. they got Wancho. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, he, they're trying to win it this year. They're trying to, they're trying to actually they're be... In. Yeah, they're all in. And they lost in their derby to Olympiacos yep. because Nigel, Nigel Williams-Goss, Portland legend, Happy yep. Valley legend, Happy like, Valley legend. just hit some enormous... Best grader in the country. Just hit some enormous shots. Yeah. Just hit some enormous shots against Panathinaikos. Also, speaking of Olympiacos, I decided I didn't like them because they, they are like the old school Memphis. They are like the grit and grind Grizzlies. They are very physical. And Thomas Walkup, who had, he was an amazing college player here at SF Austin. The run they did, it, I think he got him to the Sweet 16. Yes, yeah. And he is like the perfect to me. He's like EuroLeague point guard who like could not play in the NBA. Like he's not fast. No. He's not. He can't really shoot. Very I believe well. he's nationalized Greek now as well. Yes, he's on their national team. But he's all. But he's extremely physical, and he's a great passer, and he's a great like quarterback. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Oh like, my God. That's so, probably actually should have played. It, the, 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 when you NFL said quarterback, quarterback yeah. Stephen F. Austin's in Texas, right? Yeah. It's just like it's just perfect. Yeah, he's like six four. He's jacked, and he's like their deep. He was a Euroleague Defensive Player of the Year. And he is Which just, is like again every coach's wet dream. Uh-huh. It's just like their point guard being defensive player yeah, of the year. Just, just like, like that's just coach just, just nut right dude, there. He is just bodying people, and the fact that he, you know, he couldn't go up and down with like Dennis Schroeder or like in the NBA, but it doesn't matter. Dude, because you, Greece, there's two fast breaks a game in Europe. So Greece got absolutely cooked in the World Cup, yeah. and 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 walk up, did and walk up it, because I mean it was like walk up Jonas Papadopoulou, yeah. and like. Still, fucking uh, like Papa G, Papa Giannis, and uh, kind of I'm blanket on another guy who like used to be in the NBA, but he was also on their team, and it's just like they just weren't very good. And no. it's like, I mean, really, they also built them to be without Giannis, and they built them to be like, oh, Thomas Walkup's great in Euroleague. Let's put him on our FIBA team. And to, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, and well, it's he just, still has to play against a different kind of person in the Euroleague. Yeah, yeah. Um, or in, he, in, in 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 the in, World Cup. Yeah. Season. And uh, another thing, too, I think uh, a good early hook into EuroLeague is if you love basketball, just put a game on and just remember some guys. Oh, my God. The guys you will remember. The guy checking into the game, you're like, oh, my God. I, have, I remember I, him. I mean, first week to first, first oh, week for me, Scott, so Scott, Scotty Wilbekin. Dude, Scotty Wilbekin is a god. Dude, he is a monster for Fenerbahce. He's so good. And I think Dorsey going down is going to help his – I think that's going to help them. And I think that's going to help Scotty. Yeah. MVP campaign. Ooh, I mean, I mean, dude. So, dude, there were some Euroleague bloggers hyping up Carson Edwards the other yeah. day, and I was just like, and like, like someone said that like he might be MVP, and I was just like, okay, I watched him. Honestly, I think Bayern Munich had a chance to beat Panathinaikos the other day, 
if they bench Carson Edwards early enough, that's how bad he was. I mean, yeah, a lot of these guys suck uh, when they go over there. Like uh, uh, you mentioned, uh, Panathiakos, Kyle Guy was one of their big signings. They they signed a bunch of like American talent, mm-hmm. and Kyle Guy sucks. And it makes sense. Like he's it's he's hard. an NBA style guy. He's like he's kind of short, but he's like space and shooting and like jacking up shots, having space. He needs the offensive tilt. Because out there, he struggles a lot. Because it's like, yeah, dude, because Thomas Walker can put you in a headlock here. It's yeah, because he can just chest <laughs> you. He, he, can put, he can put his chest up to you, yeah. and he can get all up in your space, and you yeah. won't be able to dribble, and you can't call a foul because no one's calling a foul yeah. on that because that's defense in that league. Yeah, It's just like, it's so funny watching that. I was also watching WNBA Finals. Like, the physicality allowed in both of those leagues is so much higher than what they allow in the NBA and it really is bonkers to me because the best app like if they just allowed the NBA just a little bit more physicality it could be so much better like it's 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 I I love it but it's just like it just a little it could be better they could they could tilt it back 20% yeah. Just a little bit. Like, maybe, maybe, maybe a little 55-45. 55-45, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, like, you really have to bring it physically there in, like, a different kind of way. Um, and also, like, you mentioned, like, Serge Ibaka's in there balling. Dude, yeah, just blocking shots. Like, just the like, old, like the, he's like OKC Serge Ibaka. Dude, he looks great. And, dude, but again, I think one of the things, that, that uh, one of your points, though, about coaches having probably too much influence yeah. is... Like, Ibaka had, like, a block, and then he hit a three. And then I felt like as soon as he took the three, the coach was like, get out of the game. And took him out and was just, like, just, bi- just very dated thinking about, like, what a, what a big man should do. Yep. And it's like, that's your, like, have you not watched Serge Ibaka for, like, the last eight years? Like, like the whole back half of his career, he was a three-point shooter. I don't it's know like, if there's a coach there who's, like, <laughs> like, like, Thibodeau would dominate over there. He's like, I'm just going to play my best guys the most. Oh, my God. And you would just win. Oh, dude. Especially if you're one of the big teams that has the best guys. Because there's a big disparity in Euroleague, too. Like, some of these teams are pretty janky enterprises. Dude. The jankiness surprises me. Because this, this is, um, I looked it up on Wikipedia, it's the second most popular league in the world in every metric. It's, like, behind the NBA, but it's ahead of any other, it's any domestic league, anything. Euroleague is, like, Solid number two league in the world, uh, and players make it. I don't. I don't know if people know how much less they make than it. Like the top players are making like five million a year, five six million a year. Oh, uh, also the contracts are shorter. Uh huh. Which so means like you can switch. Half more. the roster turns over every year. It's crazy. But the coaches do too. Which and is the coaches do a carousel. Yeah. They go around. Like my guy. So one of the reasons I like Red Star this year is because Dusko Ivanovic is the coach, and he was the coach of Basconia when I started watching Euroleague uh-huh. like three years ago. Like, and he's just like. It's just so weird how much movement there is. It's it's a lot more like soccer, yeah. I, in that way, where it's like the best coaches move teams a lot, yeah. Like like or like at least some of them in our in this era. But like, I do think there are certain teams too that like they they crave stability. Yeah. Like like Barcelona, I think they wanted to, to like have Sarunas Jakšikevičius as the coach for forever, but it just, shit just didn't work out. So he's not coaching there anymore. It's like. Is it, dude, it's cutthroat, bro. Like it, 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 it's, it's every year you're p- playing for your job. Yeah, it's very interesting. Like I saw, uh, who is it? Uh, Isaiah Cannon for Red Star is going to be like the. Uh, longest, or is he Olympiacos? Or who, um, He's Olympiacos, I believe. Because no, still, somebody re- else. Okay, so somebody for Red Star is like. Shabazz. They, they signed like a, a three-year deal, and they're going to be the longest-term foreign player they've ever had. Shabazz, maybe. It wasn't Shabazz. It was somebody else. It's like. Maybe it was somebody else. Could be Adam. I think it was, a, it was a Serbian team. But anyways, okay. it was like a- Adam Hanga. It was like three years, and it was like that's the longest foreigner they've ever had. Like they, they don't sign these guys for long. Uh, it's like pump and dump in the Euro League. Dude, the Serbian teams are, are serious too. Like I mean, dude, I mean, they. There's an argument to be made that they sent like their C team to the World Cup. Yeah. And they got and they got silver. You know what I'm saying? Like like. And, and the German teams are, I think, better than better than that was. I, that was something I, I think wasn't called out enough about the FIBA World Cup. Is Serbia as good as they were? That was their B team. Yeah. They also sent their B team. Yeah, and it's like people didn't even like. There was not. There was a bunch of guys. Like it was like Boyan, and that was it. Yeah. 
Like, like, and they have so many other good players. Like, that's the th- crazy thing about the Serbians is that they, like, so many of the like guys who are like one of the like top three players on a Euroleague team. There's odds are that one of those guys is going to be Serbian. Like, like, like that's how fucking good yeah. Serbia is at poop. Like, yeah. like, and 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 it's like it kind of took me watching some of the Euroleague to kind of realize that it's just like. Just how many squad? Like, how, te- how many teams have at least a couple Serbians? Yeah, just because that's just how stacked they are in yeah, terms yeah. of basketball talent for like a small country. Like yeah. it's like Jokic, obviously everyone's talking about it, but it's just like it's just great. Like the depth of Hoopers is crazy. Yeah, and I, I watched. Uh, I was talking to a friend who's Greek, and he was like getting into the Serbians, and he was like, "How come they don't look?" like basketball players he was like they don't really like look like athletic dudes I'm like yeah but they what I've what I've heard about Serbian basketball uh, innovation uh-huh. is that they were the first to integrate strength training into every phase of development and it's not like it's not like lifting weights and looking jack it's like push up strength push ups sit ups yeah like <laughs> like prison workout shit yeah <laughs> and like so like yeah, I'm like yeah, they're strong, but they're not like working out to get jacked. They're like functional strength. Working out so they can like box out. <laughs> yeah, working out so they can box out and finish through contact, get it and one. Like, yeah. dude, and that was the thing, and like play good defense. Like that was one of the other things that always like that even when Red Star sucked, like that blew me away about them is like when they're at home, their defense is on point, and it's like they're not gonna. Like they're because their fans are not going to let them like slack off on defense. Like and you see the shots of their crowd, and you're just like, I get it's it. Terrifying. It's terrifying. Like those guys all look like you're just, just, just like in the NBA. And the a reporter asked Jokic if the crowd had an effect on him, and he said, "Brother, I played in Serbia." Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then when you watch your games, you're like, "Oh yeah, yeah." I understand that. Well, it's also it's like you can totally see why. Like, dude, the NBA just doesn't get Jokic's juices flowing like that. That, you know what I mean? Like, like, he's like, they're not even throwing smoke bombs at me. He's like, they're not throwing smoke bombs at me. I'm not getting death threats. Like, this is nothing. Like, this is, and it's like, I yeah. I have been hit with a single he's battery. Like, he, 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 he's <laughs> like, like, I'm just so surprised he hasn't just been like, brother, I do this for the money. That's it. That's it. I, just, I only play in the NBA for the money. It's like, it's like, it's clearly the subtext of everything that he's saying. Like, where he's like, oh, actually, I had bad, I had a bad offseason. <laughs> They, um, and that's another thing that varies a lot in Italy. You see, like, uh, how much it varies, like, place to place. Like, very different vibes. Like, a game in Serbia is a lot different than a game in Europe. You know? Yeah. Like, the crowds oh, yeah. are very different. Like, Monaco. Latinos, Monaco, who is, like... Super fucking, like, posh. Yeah, they look. their jerseys look like a Rolex or a Formula One car. It's yeah. Like, it's like, their jerseys look very fancy. And like, they're, they're kind of like a dumpster fire, actually, right now. Oh, yeah. No, you, they got their butts kicked this week. Yeah, they suck. Um, and, dude, the Kemba thing is totally just a, a, a fucking news. Shown up yet. It's a headline grab, dude, right there. Like, I'm sorry. Like, dude, they don't need another guard. As you, as you were saying to me earlier this week, they don't need another guard that doesn't pass it. It's like, because I believe they have him... And I believe Mike James, and they also have, I believe, do they not have Elliot Kobo? I think so. They, they have, like, four high-usage already. Yeah. Like, three or four guys who don't want I will say coaches in Europe, though, love that type of player. Like, they absolutely love, like, if, if, if you, I, w- I would say this, if, if you're a young guard who loves to get his shot up and you're listening to this podcast for any reason whatsoever, try to make it to the early because they love scoring water bug type guards that can, like, are too small to make it in the NBA. Exactly. Shabazz is, dude, Shabazz is perfect. He's one of the best Euroleague players and he fits the style. They, they love a little guy who, can, because... You're stuck in the half court, and they all run their set pieces, like their their systems. But like, if you have a guy who can just get himself open and take a, a decent shot, yeah, with the shot clock's going down or whatever, like yeah, a huge release valve. In it's like super valuable. They actually love hero ball because oh. they need someone who can like, all right, well, this didn't work. Well, that's what's funny about like these two guys that just came over. 
for the NBA, kind of what Sasha Vizenkov for Zach, and then Michich from, for, from he was at FS, now he's on Oklahoma City. And like, and he's a big reason why I think Oklahoma City's gonna be sick, because it's like, you're gonna have this guy coming off the bench, who's just like, he's a 6'5", one of the, but, and, but he has wiggle. Because he was the fucking MVP and he was hitting shots like exact like step back three in your face shot clock running down yeah. like like those are the types of shots that you like the, those are the shots like the MVPs making in the Euro League yeah. and like if you know OKC has that guy coming off the bench and like you know I've been seeing that Viz, that Vizenkov might not be playing though for Mike Brown really yeah which uh, is interesting what do you mean out of the ro- like, like maybe not in the rotation like I don't think he's I don't think he's out, out but like Mike Brown is like playing it coy when he's being asked about it well, about putting of, him in the rotation I think a lot of EuroLeague stars come over here and have a bad experience and go back yeah a lot of them come over here late too um, I felt like Tio Dosic had a decent yeah, run he was good Campazzo had a good run too yeah yeah um, I'm gonna come over here and be a guy for, like, just to say I did it kind yeah of yeah who, like, and then they go back I mean Rudy Rudy Fernandez Rudy Fernandez Sergio Rodriguez I mean, there's a lot. Of Dude, Miritic is like still like you know like Miritich I thought he's their highest paid player in Europe, and that his team plays for Milan. Uh, no, it's a uh, Olymp- it's Armani Exchange. Armani Exchange. Uh, Armani Exchange. Well, for sponsorship reasons. <laughs> for, for sponsorship reasons, this team this this season this team is called. Um, they just rotate. <laughs> they just yeah. They just rotate. They ro- rotate different businesses below. I love how they just rename their team for like the team. Oh my god! And they have like Giorgio Armani like on their jer- on, like on their jersey. Dude, it's I like- love the Italian teams because they. I've noticed they stick local. Like I was going through who sponsors each team. It's like mostly Adidas, uh, Nike, some Nike, some Puma, and then like the Italian teams are like Armani. Like or some other brand I haven't heard of that's like Italian. The Italian teams like keep like Italian. Yeah, they stay Italian. Yeah, 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 yeah. They they keep it in the family. And that, and and Virtus, Bologna is my favorite team so far. Which is I see I haven't watched a game of theirs yet. You really, uh, if you enjoyed Latvia's Latvia's uh, World Cup, it's their coach. They play exactly the same way. Okay, it's his system. Okay. Um, they're star. Play- they're an underdogs. Okay, they're not one of the permanent members of your. You're like eleven of those teams. Are permanent members and okay. the rest of the teams have to earn their way okay so they're an earner they're an underdog their big their splashy off-season uh, ad was Bellinelli so Bellinelli is their guy wow talk about keeping it in the family <laughs> oh absolutely <laughs> <laughs> and uh they play that that way that I love that Latvia plays is like kind of like a Guard comes down, got shifty guard, high screen, big man rolls, uh-huh. hits the big man, and then the big man makes us like looks for who's open and hits somebody for a three. Like that's with every time, rinse and repeat, and it's kind of like an option off. Who's their big man? I can't. I don't know. Okay, okay. They can all shoot. It's okay. like a, it's just like Latin. there's like a bunch of shooters. Right, right. right. Everyone's spread out. Uh-huh. We're gonna run this play inside out. Like the it goes into the post with the intent that he's gonna kick it out for a three. Or something. Right. It's like so tight to watch. Dude, I think the bigs. Dude, so not to inter- I, I I think so. Like Red Star is probably like my favorite like good team. Yeah. But I feel like Bayern Munich is like my my new. As long as they keep Carson Edwards' minutes down. <laughs> like as long. <laughs> dude, I swear to God, it was so bad. But like, uh, dude, but but seriously, because they have. They have A, they have Serge Ibaka. They have Serge Ibaka. And then they also have the European Devin Booker. Yes, whose name is Devin Booker. Whose, na- whose name is actually like, Devin Booker. But he's like a... He's a, like a pounding... Thick, he's a thick, thick power forward. He re- sets a lot of screens. Yeah, he's like... Of, he's like, like Brian... He reminds me of like Brian Grant used to for the Blazers. Yes, you know? exactly. And he's just a monster down there. Yeah. And just like gets... Just like gets down there and, and he wins those battles that we're talking about like those like very physical battles uh-huh. down under the rim like they let sh- so much go there that it's like it it's like guys are falling down to the ground and no foul is getting called like like th- that's one of the things I appreciate it uh, I love rebounding I love defense uh-huh. and it's like and I feel like maybe because the NBA has like legislated defense out of the game completely it's made me miss it more especially from like you know like college kids it's fine but it's like 
when you can see these guys like playing against hard physical defense and still make tough shots, like yeah. that, like to me, that's where, that's where like the Euro League really shines for me, and it's like. It, it, it's just a, a again, and also with the remembering guys, like, and, and, and again, seeing where coaches move, and, and, and I, I just really am a big fan of it. And so, I'm glad you're into it this year. Super into it, and like the the games being on uh, on demand, ESPN is huge. Yeah, I, I had to I had to upgrade. I was using I was using my dad's Dish network to steal ESPN. He got rid of Dish. I had to upgrade a, a different package, cancel some other things, uh-huh. made some calls, made some life decisions. So yeah, totally worth it. Oh. I love watching these games. Oh my gosh! And I love who was your who was one of your favorite like guy remembering poets? Because someone will just check into a game. And you're like, Holy shit! Semi Ojale, dude. Dude, like, Sem- okay. This year, I think Semi Ojale on Valencia was a pretty good one. Because he's uh, not even, he's like kind of just a guy out there, and then you're like, oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think one of those ones that like made me realize why wow, this team is bad was seeing like Timothy Luelu Cabarro being like the guy for Asvel. Like, l- like oh, Asvel's the, horrible. They're just like feeding him, and I'm just like, man, this guy is not good. Like, yeah. And it was just like, because I, you know, he was just like a bench guy in the NBA, and like, and he's not a, like, and then, gosh, who else? God, there, there's just so many different guys. I mean, I had a big one too with. Uh, Nigel Williams goes seeing him. Oh yeah, seeing him fucking cook Kyle guy. Kyle oh guy gets yanked out of the game because he can't guard Nigel. Oh and yeah, I'm like yeah, Kyle guy is not getting back to the NBA. It's yeah, a uh, one guy who I was surprised that he was even playing in the Euroleague and also on as well as David Lighty. Ooh, da- good one. from Ohio State. Uh-huh. Uh Like he he was still playing. You know he he's still he's still healthy. He's still out there. Pangos, dude. Dude, Pangos, he, Pangos is an all-time. He's like had a very great Euroleague career. He's pretty old, but he's still like one of the better guards in Euroleague. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was weird seeing him. Dude, Nick Kalathis, I think, is also in that yep, category he's, now. He's now Kalathis is now on the bench. He's coming off the bench now. See, but this is one thing that I want to talk about with the bench yeah. in Europe is that it's not always right. like a demotion in that right. way because it's not like a, here because uh, yeah. because a lot of times it's because you're old yeah. that you're getting put on the bench, but you're going to play the last five minutes of the game. Like, Sergio Rodriguez was that, like, for Real Madrid last year, like, where it was, like, it was Nigel Williams-Goss for the whole game, and then the last five minutes, the last five minutes of each half, like, Sergio plays, like, the last five minutes of each half. Like, the, the, the most important ten minutes, but he only plays, like, 12 yeah. minutes the stat, total. The stats are so misleading in EuroLeague, too. It's, it's like, so, yeah, you, the box score can't it, teach you it that. Doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. Uh, yeah, like you'll see a guy, oh, like, oh, he came on, he had, he was two for three, and he played, like, 12 minutes, but it's like, no, they put him in to win the game, and he yeah. did. He did. Yeah, it's weird. It's yeah. so, it's but so different. it's so different, and it's just like because you know you got everyone's you know they're trying to, like coaches are trying to play the most guys they can, and like I think or the guys their best guys the most minutes, excuse me, that they can because like that's just how it is. Yeah, you know what I mean. But like, so it's just way different, and I think also they might be more strategic about it because in. The Euroleague, as they like to say, every game matters, yes. which is their tagline. But it's like it really, like it's a shot at the NBA. It it is a shot at the NBA. But it's also like I get why they like try to be more strategic about like I want my best guy to be fresh at the end of the game for every game because we've got thirty two of these and and every single one matters. So that's another thing to point out too. Is like, so Euroleague is uh, international. Uh, and all these teams also play in their domestic league. Some teams play in, like, another league, too. Yes. Teams can play in, like, three leagues. And so it just, just depending. So, like, a team mostly, but mostly in EuroLeague teams, they play one EuroLeague game a week. Mm-hmm. And then they play, like, one uh, domestic league. Yeah. And then they'll have a domestic cup as well. So yeah. it's like so at the very least, like most of these teams are in three leagues. A lot of teams are like you said, even like five leagues, yeah. depending on which country they're in. It's like it's and like they might like rest players for certain leagues. Like some guy doesn't play in this league because it's like not as important to them, right? Or whatever. So it's very interesting. Another thing too is the the Euro League, uh, like the JV Euro League, Euro Cup. Uh, 
like this is just something about the jankiness of all of this that I love. It's like Gran Canaria won the Euro Cup last year, and as a reward of that, you are invited to participate in Euro League. It's like you were the best of Euro Cup, so now you get to get promoted to Euro League. And Gran Canaria turned them down because they said we're not uh, operationally like we can't afford it. <laughs> but they stay, but they stayed in Euro Cup. That's just because it's the same thing. Is, so they're, still the same thing. they're still flying all over Europe. Yeah, playing these games, but they didn't want to go up to Europe, and I have no idea why. There's like a lot of mystery to me in this league still, because <laughs> it's like okay. So the statement of the, the team president was like made it sound like we're just gonna play in the Spanish league. Right. We're just gonna play ACB. That's all we can do handle right now operationally. We don't have like the staff and the budget to like fly. Around. But then they, but then I look and they're playing Euro Cup. But they turned down the Euro. That doesn't make any sense. I have no idea why. That's. I feel like you would make more money being in the Euro. Right. I have no idea. But also the the eleven main teams who are permanent members also are also own the league. So they're shareholders of Euro. So I don't think it's as profitable for the teams that get promoted to join. Oh, because the teams that they don't own. Uh, okay. They don't like get. Barcelona, they don't get like owns. Like they literally are have ownership shares. So, so it's like it's like Barcelona, Bayern Munich. Yeah, it's it's eleven of them. Okay, and it's like more than half. Fenerbahce, like 18, 18, 18 teams or something like that. Yeah, and you know, and actually the the Moscow team is one of them. But yeah, yeah, CSK. Yeah, when they're not behaving, they don't get to be in it. And I, I would imagine maybe Zenit St. Petersburg also is one of them because they, I mean I mean they were always in the league. Yeah. Like as far as I knew, like as when I started watching, it was always the, those teams were always in the league. Like yeah. I remember, like Tarek Black was on oh, Zenit wow. Saint Petersburg. Wow. You know, yeah, I remember some guys. Yeah, dude. I remember I, uh, some guys. Dude, one time I was watching. Uh, Brady Manic just like two hands dunked on some guy. And I was like, this is so nice to see. Oh my god, great competitor. I dude, love Brady Manic. Dude, he, <laughs> dude. So I had, uh, I had Olympiacos in that game. And uh, against Brady, against Brady, and dude, Brady, they were up by three, and Brady hits a corner three dagger to put him up six, and I was yeah. just like, and I had Olympiacos three and a, plus three and a half, and I was just like, and I was just like, Brady did it to you, yeah, he did it to me, man. So yeah. that was brutal. Thing is, I was surprised as El Greece, their arena looks like an NBA arena. It's very nice. Yeah. But then, like, some of these games you'll go to, and it's like, oh, this looks like a fucking chip. Like, this is... Dude, yeah, like, no, like, dude, the thing is, it's funny, like, so, like, you were talking about Monaco. Like, Monaco is very, like, rich people, but it's a fucking gym. Like, that shit is not a stadium at all. Like, it's like... Uh, like, I mean, also, like, where Wemby played last year was, like, basically, like, it reminded me of, like, the Willamette University gym. You know what I mean? Like, it, it... it was just like yeah it, it's very very different types of and then you got Madrid which is like it's small but it's like really nice the, the, the culture the fan culture varies a lot especially you know like the Serbians we talk to the Greeks there's like that's like smoke bombs guys with their shirts off yeah you know, super intense like some the, of them look more like NBA crowds where it's kind of just like families just sitting there just Politely, yeah, you know, definitely. In other countries, it's just like it varies a lot. Yeah, I feel like I feel like most of the Spanish teams are kind of like that, where it's like it's a family affair. It's yeah. like a, it's it's like it's it's a big thing. It's like it's like everyone's gonna go to it, and it's yeah. like they're gonna sell out, but it's not wild, n- right? It's not like the like uh, I think Panathinaikos. Yeah, yeah, Panathinaikos. I think they're the ones who put the net up in front of their fans. Yeah. Well, dude, they had so they hosted the Greek Derby in Week One, and that was an incredible game. And it was like the smoke bombs were going off; it was crazy. The flares, it, shirts were off, like the 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 a lot of jumping up and down. And it's like you know they have and they have like you know they, they have like a lot of the same motifs as the Celtics because it's they have like the the green and white with the the clover, and uh, you know they have their, their their banners hanging down like very prominently like. It's a, it looks like a sweet atmosphere to like go see a game, and and it's like again and I think that's like one of the cooler things about about it is like just getting to see these things and it's like uh, just these different atmospheres that are so so cool and again a good basketball and it's like a lot of times guys on the youth system or like guys I haven't heard of before right, like see guys yeah uh, guys coming up and it, a lot of it too is like these teams some of these teams like because of like global politics and stuff. 
we were kind of new to European basketball as a country, but like, Virtus was founded in 1929. Like, some of these teams are almost a hundred years old of being a professional basketball. Yeah, that's why like they're they're good and their fans like are they grew up with this, yeah. this team in basketball. Yeah, so, um, they've actually had it longer than. A lot of the U.S. is in. Yeah, crazy. This, that is that is wild. Like the, the professional teams date. I mean, further back. I mean, we might keep my, so our hometown team, the Blazers, like 1970. Yeah, I mean the and NBA that would be like one of the. That, that's a very young Euroleague. I think the NBA as a whole is 1947, 1947. Yeah. So it's like so it's like 20 years before the NBA. Yeah, and and yeah, these teams are super fun to watch. The fans are great, and it's like I think. Even though the coaches have a lot of control and probably a little too much, there is such still high skill. And there's dudes that just like have been like, there's this dude, Will Clyburn, for, for exactly, for Anadolu FS. And it's just like, he's this dude like I had never heard of before. And he's just a monster. And, and there's this dude, Kyle Hines, who plays for, for Super Jack. And it's like, plays for Milan and comes off the bench. And he's like one of those guys where he's just like, he comes off the bench, but he's probably one of their best players. And he's an all-timer too. Yeah, he's, yeah, you're right. They kind of shift older guys to the bench and use them in like spots. Like, yeah. You're gonna be fresh. You're not gonna play 30 minutes. Yeah, we also, don't care games, about your let's stats. Let's talk about the games are shorter, 40 minutes, 10 True. minutes quarters, which just logically makes more sense. 12 minutes is a weird amount of time. Why? Yeah. Just make it 10. Yeah. 10, 10, 10, 10. Let's just do it. Yeah. So that part of it's better. Um, I do enjoy it. Uh, oh, the also helping me a lot is the the app is great. The Euroleague app. Download the Euroleague app. Okay. Um, you'll see, and the, because it's almost like NFL, like in that because there's they, they play once a week. Like you can kind of like get hyped for like the matchup. Yeah, dude, I love that. It's I not like I, the NBA where they're gonna play like three or four games. And you're like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. It's like okay, they're, you got a whole week to think about. Okay. Like, yeah, we're going into Serbia. Like, how's this gonna, how's, how's, how's Jabari Parker gonna do? Dude, you know? that's been also been fun to watch because it's like, you know, I wouldn't have expected Jabari Parker to be on a Euroleague team, and like, and, but he comes off the bench as well, and like, shoots like four or five. Yeah, and just like he's just like a screen setter, and just like plays a role. But like, I feel like this more the more physical style of play suits him. It does, I, and I feel like he. I feel because he I feel, has great size. For, yeah, for his skill set, he does, and I feel like he could he could really do well over there. Yeah, um, you know, with, with that style of play. Yeah, because Barcelona is way better than I thought. Uh, Barcelona is like I would say they're the big dogs this year, which is surprising because they lost Miritich. But I think Joe Kubaitis is like the like he's he's nice. He's nice. He's but he's he's the Knicks already drafted him. Oh okay. I believe the Knicks have his rights. Oh okay. So he but so but the Knicks don't really need another point guard. No. But he's he's really good. And then La Provitola also had like a monster game the other day. We're only in week two. I think there's uh, how long is it? Thirty four weeks or something like that. There's. Uh, oh, yeah, it's like it, 30. It wraps up in May, like right before the NBA playoffs, and they do it as the top eight teams go to the playoffs. Right. Uh, and then they do a single elimination tournament. Well, they do like they the do top like eight, no, the top eight do best of five series, and then the final four play a single elimination tournament. Yes. The winners of the five game series all play. There's four left, and then they just do a final four. Right. Yes. Exactly. Awesome. The final four is. I want to go one year because I, 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 honestly, like, I want to go to that more than like almost more than like EuroBasket or like yeah. just because like I love the EuroLeague and like it's just like dude, I feel like the you know in the context of where all outside of the NBA, the, the coolest thing about the EuroLeague is that all these teams are like fucking super teams. Like within the context of these teams, like usually the teams that make it to the final four. Yeah. Actually, I was. We were talking about this beforehand. I'm looking at the odds right now. Okay. Who would you guess is the favorite right now to win the Euroleague championship? If you had to guess it. Neither one. Real Madrid plus by a lot. Plus three hundred. Fenerbahce plus eight hundred. Olympiacos plus eight hundred. And Barcelona plus 800. Yeah, I don't think I've watched Madrid. We're only two weeks in. Like, I, I need more time. Composo is really good, and and I think I think Madrid's probably catching a lot of heat right now because uh, they just beat the Mavericks. 
That's right. So, that's so why, that's so, why people making fun of the Mavericks for losing to a soccer team. Which, like, oh god, it's, so it's like no, it's like, dude, all their guys played in the NBA Luka for a minute. Played. They had like Poir yeah. Poirier, uh, like. Yeah. Compazzo, they just have like the whole team played in the NBA. Compazzo cooking the Blazers. Yeah, I'll never forget that game. Dude, the the one that killed Terry Stotts' career. Yeah, probably. The series, no, they did because they got fired right after that. Yeah, they're like, we can't have this guy out here. Yeah, cooking, cooking, cooking yeah, just absolutely <laughs> cooking us. This little, this little, this little dude. tiny guy. Oh, dude, he still has wiggle though. Dude, he, and he, dude, and his three pointer looks really good too. Like Rudy Fernandez still there. Yeah, some of these, like, you can kind of tell who the big dogs are of your league, but if you're an NBA fan, just look at the roster and count how many names you recognize. Because, like, the Span the big Spanish teams, like Madrid or Barcelona, it's, like, most of the guys. Yeah, will have for played. sure. Yeah. No, absolutely. But, and then some teams, like Asvel, and you'll be like, I don't know who they I kind of remember this, the French guy, like, the center, yeah. who they feed a lot. It's like... You know, Fenerbahce, like, you'll remember most of those guys, too. They have a lot of them. Those are the big money teams. Yeah, like, dude, you know who's honestly a problem in the EuroLeague is Jan Vesely for Barcelona. Yeah. Like, and, 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 see, and talking about remembering some guys, like, yeah, like, like, it's like, it's like, it's like, he actually, and he, like, actually is a problem. Like, uh, in the game, they played, because I had Olympiacos this week, and I, I lost against Barcelona. Yeah. And, dude, Vesely was just, like, eating against the big dudes for... Uh, Olympiacos and just like w wedding jumpers like beasting them on the inside like like yeah that's another thing is um, if you miss post play a lot of it's not it's not super prevalent here it's not like 90s NBA post but it's it's more it's alive yeah post players do get to post up and like take guys on the block well like that after after what happened you know usually there's a pick and roll involved or like some kind of screen off ball or something the guy, the the they switch it down, and then the guy from underneath comes onto the help uh, against the the big man rolling to the rim, and so they're always doing this front thing. Yeah. And so there's just every possession, there's just like this absolute war yeah. between the two, do, between the weak side help guy and the dude who just rolled down to the rim, and it's like, and it's like, but that's when this the post game, if the guy gets good position, yeah. it happens. And it's like, and it's like that's when guys like my guy Devin Booker, who's like reminds me of like a Dewan Blair type, yes. where he's just like just uses his body to just get inside position and score, like just make like a baby hook shot. Because yeah. even if he misses, he'll probably get the rebound. You know what I mean? Like that—that's the type of player he is. And it's like that type of guy doesn't exist anymore really in the league. There's no place. For them. No, they're gone. Which like it's fine, whatever. Like I get it, but it's like it also sucks. Yeah, I miss that. And another thing I want before we end here, well, this is a, the longest episode of Pepe, Pepe Sanchez. Dude, we love, we do, we love That's it. That's a Euroleague passion. I know, dude. Uh, we're going to set some smoke bombs off. So. Yeah. Also, I, I, I got to add a plug for, also on ESPN this year, is the National Basketball League, which is the Australian Basketball League. Uh-huh. Uh, I've been watching it. It is another step down from Euroleague, for sure. It is actually dog shit. Uh, I'm still gonna watch some of the games. Uh, particularly, like Alexandre Sar is like amazing. Right, right, right. There's like one or two guys in that league where you're like, wow, that guy's amazing. Uh huh. But it is, boy. I, t I texted you once because you're like, oh, how is it? I was watching a game. It's third quarter. It's 35, 36. That dude. Well, but what's interesting is the the arenas are packed. Like the Australians are going to the games. They're and, passionate. And us and like. Australia's churning out more and more good players. They are. So I think this league will get that eventually. But right right now, it's like you'll see a guy who like can't dribble, like you know what I mean? It's right. Like crazy. Yeah. And then like you know, I can't remember who their guys Xavier. I mean Ryan Rupert's like highlight reels like look pretty monstrous from like. But yeah, and they also have more of a coach problem, I think, because like Sar is like uh, I, the game I watched him play. He came off the bench play like 16 minutes in the game and like he comes off the bench blocks two shots hits a silky smooth jumper in transition and, and then, like, then like they put the other guy back and in. they benched him I was about to <laughs> say, like, I was about to say I was just like a, let me guess he's a monster dude <laughs> and like when he would check into the crowd like stood up and they started cheering because they're like yes play this guy yeah because like, yeah dude that? oh my god like, no this other guy's gonna be here for four years you know they, they gotta honor our vets. dude I gotta say the Australians definitely have some kind of plug with the French 
because they, they got, got a lot of they the got a lot guys. of the French guys. Well, like, Sar is interesting because he was also an OTE guy. Oh. So he was OTE last year. Okay. And he was not great. Okay. But he took a leap. And so he went, he's from France, and he started in France, and then he went overtime a league as like a teen. Uh-huh. And then now he's in the Australia league, and then now he's going to be draft eligible. But he, and he people, must have taken a leap. He took a leap, because so, in OTE he was like nine points. People were talking about him being the number one pick. Yeah. Already, like when you like, see him, he looks like that. No, I mean, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, like I, I believe it. Like every, every, every everyone. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a, that's a great comp. I, I mean, it's just. Yeah, I, I, would love to see. I need, I need to watch another. I need to watch a full game of his, and, and I need to go watch that, that game against the Ignite again. Yes. Because like, because that's gonna be on the NBA app. I have, I didn't watch that game to be honest with you, but I do need to watch that. Game. Another thing I, uh, to the jankiness of, of Euroleague is, uh-huh. it's very. I'm a merch. I'm what they call a merch. <laughs> which means like, if you give me merch, I'll buy it. Yeah. Uh, and. It's hard to buy Euroleague merch. It is. It's not easy. Um, I did buy a Tasmanian Jump Jacks sweatshirt for the Australian League. Like that's just funny. That's just a great name. And then uh, I was trying to buy Virtus. That's what I'm saying, right? It's my team. It's my squad. Bologna. So far, two weeks in. Right. And so I, was, I went to their their shop, their fan shop, and. Uh, Basically, it just said, like, if you're international, they're like, just email us, and we'll try to figure something out. <laughs> so I emailed them to buy a hat, and uh, they haven't responded. So oh, man. I might have to go to Bologna. <laughs> Dude, to, like, I, was just gonna th- I was just going to say, man, your best bet is just go to a Bologna game <laughs> and hope that you can get something that fits the American body. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 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 like that, that's what I would be the most worried about for myself. Is like I would ask for an XL and it'd be like a European XL, which is just not. Yeah. This, that wouldn't fit me. I need a processed food XL. <laughs> I need a high fructose corn syrup XL. I need a, yeah, exactly. Oh my god. Well, Eric, Eric, you say anything you want to plug on the way out to the Pepsi I mean, you probably know most of our listeners personally. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean. Just, you know, uh, I, I still publish the, a newsletter every now and then, blazerbanter.substack.com. Right. Are you still on Twitter? Or I am. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm on Twitter slash X at the same Twitter handle, blazerbanter. Uh, I'm tweeting about the Blazers, and then also I have my personal account where I'm tweeting about whatever. Uh, I like You have a lot of uh, conspiracy theories uh, and fake conspiracy theories. Uh, it gets very deep. If yeah. you go into the Blazer Banter universe, uh, it gets it gets you start questioning what is reality. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think I think this is a, this is a, this is an important season uh, for for that uh, huge huge season just because it's like you know it's a blank slate so it's like we really get to see uh, what this uh, this this uh, Chauncey Billups operation is all about. You know what I mean? With, without any kind of excuses, I think it's like is he able to you know. These kids are impressionable. Is he able to impress his basketball? Dis- I don't know. I mean, pro- I mean, maybe. I don't. I have no idea. I'd say I feel like Scoot would like it. I'm sure he does. Until like year three. I'm assuming that he's going to be ready for something. I'm assuming that Scoot loves him. Uh, just because he's like you know he's an ex all star. He's he's excited to be here. And also, also let's be real. He's excited that Dame's gone. Scoot, Scoot, Scoot's definitely Scoot's definitely excited that like it's his show now. So uh, I just think it's going to be really interesting. Uh, the Blazers this year, I think it's going to be fun. I, t- I, I, I think uh, you know, I think I think also I think Cronin did a great job. You know what I mean? And I feel like maybe they're not done yet. Not done yet. Cronin, Pat Riley's ass this offseason. He did. Pat Riley needs to retire, dude. Dude. After that. Pat Riley retired, bitch. If the, if the, if the, yeah, he he is like the Ruth Bader Ginsburg. He's like hanging on too long. It's like, dude, dude, (laughs) go to Malibu, go to Malibu, man. Just go. You know what, next year is, so third eye open. Third eye open. Next year is a contract year for Eric Spolster. Or this year, actually. So at the end of this year, he will be up for a new contract. And he's going to, the way NBA coaches are going to pay, like the Monty Williams contract was a game changer. $20 million a year, isn't it? Spo is going to look for more than that. Right? Yeah. Or was it 15, was $15 million a year for, for Monty? So. Okay, yeah. Which is still the right. And he literally just said, like, 
I took this for the money. I mean, he's like, he was like, he told him no. It was a story. He, he declined the job, and then he came back with this massive contract. He's like, okay. <laughs> dude, what a legend. Yeah, I'll like lose with these kids for this much money. Yeah. Oh my god, I know, dude. What, with, and dude, he hired Steven Silas, I saw, yep. uh, as an assistant coach. Yep. So that, that was nice. That's good to see. I, I, I've heard that, uh, I mean, not that, pre- i just seen tweets about it. I've heard that the Pistons have not been very impressive. <laughs> I haven't watched either. I heard uh, a lot of people were hyping up Cade's, this is going to be Cade's comeback season. Well, it better be, because has he had a, I mean, did he win Roy? No. No, I was going to say, he he's didn't. He's been too injured. I was going to say, yeah, he's been uh, too injured. I, I'm still an Ivy stand. I love Jaden Ivy. I, I like watching him play, but I yeah. I watched him so much. I, first of all, on the fa- on the famous uh, FIBA 19, U19 team that he was on with uh, Chet and uh, Kenny Lofton. Oh, of course. Who I heard reports he came in even more out of shape than ever this year. Yeah, it was like three. I, I saw a report it was like 300 pounds. I, I saw that online. Oh my and god. The main thing they're asking him to do is not do that. That's like what they're like. They gave him a contract. He's yeah. On the team. Yeah. <laughs> and like, he's like, thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, we got we got carried away. Thank you for having me. Thank you for doing it. Uh, download the EuroLeague app. Follow Eric Stens, Blazer Panther. Yeah, that's what I'm tweeting about the EuroLeague. EuroLeague. Yeah, and uh, you know, if you want, if you're interested in joining our, our EuroLeague group chat. Reach out to me. Yes, because it's it's two right now. Yeah, exactly. We're looking for more members. Maybe we'll get a Discord going or something. And we can talk about how Tyler Dorsey broke his foot and if that's actually a good thing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe oh, for for Fred Abache. Oh, yes. And maybe it frees up uh, Scotty to cook more. I dude. I mean, Scotty. Tyler is... Dorsey was infuriating. Me. He's I can't say. Talk about remembering some guys. It's a tough week for the Ducks. You got a key turnover by as guarding the inbound play, stepping out of bounds. Yes. Crossing the play. Yes, I saw that. I saw that. Oh, man. Oh, I, 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 caught, I caught that play at the end of the day. It was, it was rough. But. Everyone join us. Join Eric and I. Start bet. How are you betting all these games? Uh, on DraftKings. DraftKings? Yeah, just on just regular DraftKings Oregon. Also, I just want to shout out, I'm going to do my annual over-under column at Blazer Banter. Last year, uh, I had I went six and, six and four out of ten picks. And I had and, and I had five super picks and I nailed all five. Whoa, five super picks. So, That's right. Uh, you know, if you have kids, you know, take that college money and say, invest it in Eric's picks. The super picks. The super picks. Yeah. Five picks. Okay. Don't, okay. Don't, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't say that. But but it did. It did. Yes. Yeah, free money. Yeah, it did. It did. It did. It did uh, come through last year. I did win it on the last day of the season because the uh, Wizards. Lost to the Rockets. Wow. Wow. Solid. All right. Thanks, Eric.